0: yeah <laughs> since you're still standing let's go ahead and sing we're gonna both of these songs are fairly short so we'll have the words up here for all Hail king jesus <laughs>
1: to to bless has already been mentioned. Um, God was good in in 2021, and God blesses, and so we want to give the Lord thanks for for his many blessings, and and I pray that that as an act of worship that we will give back to him a portion of what he's blessed us with. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and for your faithfulness. We know that every good and perfect gift is from above, comes from your hand, and we're grateful for that. And Lord, I just ask God that you'll guide us in this uh, new year. Lord, you saw us through last year, and I know that you will be with us every step this year until the trumpet sounds, and we're grateful for that. And Lord, help us to be faithful to you as you're faithful to us. And God, I pray that we'll give back to you a portion of what you have blessed us with. We thank you in Jesus' name, and all God's people said. I want to ask, if you would, if you'll turn with me to Colossians. And I always remember GE Power Company, Galatians, Ephesians, and Philippian Colossians. And so um, we'll be in Colossians chapter 2 um, tonight. And um, we'll be focusing on Jesus is our all in all. That's what I want to preach to you tonight, a, um, a message entitled Jesus is our all in all. It's interesting, um, at the time when I, when I wrote this, um, this past week, I was thinking about you know football players where people would say, "Hey, we got this player, so we got a, we got a good chance. And here we are right now at uh, the uh, NFL playoffs and and, um, and and in this intro, I, I wrote about um, uh, Green Bay's quarterback, um, Aaron Rodgers and Tampa Bay's uh, quarterback, obviously, um, who's Tampa Bay's quarterback? who's that guy? what's his name? Uh, Tom Brady, yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because I was writing, writing this thinking, you know, that Green Bay would probably win. And then when I left home, Tampa Bay was in a big trouble. And Tom Brady's going to have to get some help from the refs, I think, if they're going to pull that one out. Um, but, uh, but anyway, you know, you think about those players that if a team has and they say, we always got a chance as long as we have so-and-so, that person, is a gr- that person makes the difference. Well... It's interesting as I thought about that, now those teams are in trouble. <laughs> and it just goes to show, you know, that we can't trust man. We can't trust things of the world. When it comes to, to life here on earth and in eternity to come, it really is true that Jesus is all you need. You know, there, there might be temporarily uh, some team that would say, He's, this player is all that we need. Uh, but that player is going to grow old and, that, and times will change. But Jesus truly is. All that we need, and and um, you know Jesus. We're, we were looking in our follow Jesus groups this morning, and Jesus said, "I'm the bread of life." And Jesus went on to say that that you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. In other words, you got to you got to you got to partake of me, it, the bread of life. And of course, you know those Jews. They were looking for uh, the manna that their forefathers that the days of Moses and and um, and they were looking for those signs and looking for that. And 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 Jesus is is basically reminding them that. Uh, that God has sent manna from heaven. God has sent the bread of, of life, uh, Jesus. And he's reminding them that he is the only way to have eternal life. And I'm grateful for that. There's no plan B. It's Jesus plus nothing. It's, it's all Jesus. And, um, and that's what we find here in, in, Colo- in Colossians. Um, we as believers must recognize that we have all that we need in Christ. Once again, it's not Jesus plus something. Jesus plus good intentions or Jesus plus good works. It's Jesus plus nothing. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And he's the only way to salvation. So my my prayer for us tonight is that we will reaffirm this truth. We'll realize the truth from God's word that Jesus really is our all in all. And I want us to look at three truths tonight about Jesus being our all in all here in Colossians chapter 2. And um, I want to begin in verses 6 through 7. And I want us to understand this morning, as Jesus is our all in all, that we are rooted in Christ. And so let's look at this together in uh, Colossians chapter 2 beginning at, uh, at verse 6. As you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in in or bounding in it with thanksgiving let's pray together heavenly father we thank you for your word and god what we read tonight is absolutely true it's not man's brainstorm what we find here is the word of god and so we thank you for the truth that we find it, it is it is so true lord that there really is no other hope except the lord jesus you you are it you are our all in all And so help us tonight, Lord Jesus. And I pray that everyone here tonight can say, Lord, that you really are our all in all. We've placed our our faith and our trust totally in you. Not in ourselves, not in the world, not in material things, not in relationships, not in things of the world, but totally in you. And I thank you that we can be rooted in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, verses six through seven, uh, we we find uh, first things first. If Jesus... Is to be your all in all You must be saved And, and, and that's what we find here the, the phrase in verse 6 As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord So that's where it begins It begins with trusting Jesus as your Lord and Savior And so it's understood here as Paul is, is, is writing and, and as Paul is, is talking about Jesus being uh, our all in all Paul begins here in verse 6 and says, As you therefore have received Christ the Lord. So he's talking to believers. I mean, Jesus can't possibly be your all in all if you've never been saved, if you've never placed your faith in Jesus, if you've never received Christ Jesus the Lord as your your Lord and Savior. So my question as as we see this tonight, if we think about being rooted in Christ, it begins at salvation. So my question to us tonight is, Are you saved? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And you say, Pastor Mark, this is a Sunday night. I mean, everybody that comes to church on Sunday night, they come because, not because they love you, because they love Jesus, right? I mean, it's Sunday night. And and so certainly, everybody at church on Sunday night is saved. Well, I pray that's the case. And I would certainly believe that. Of course, I don't have the... The capability, like our Lord and Savior Jesus did when he walked this earth of being able to know everybody's heart. I, I don't know, and, and, and uh, we don't know each other's heart, but here's the thing, God does. So I wonder tonight, as, as, we, as we think about Jesus being our all in all, it starts with salvation. Can you remember a day when you dealt with your sin, when God called you to salvation? Jesus, this morning in our Follow Jesus groups, Jesus said, uh, no man comes to me unless the Father draws him. So it's a work of God. Can you remember that work in your heart when God drew you to salvation and you knew you needed to be saved? You knew that you were lost in your sin and you believed Jesus died in your place on the cross. Can you remember that day? Maybe it was years ago. Maybe it was last week. I I don't know. But can you say tonight, do you have assurance of your salvation? If not, let me tell you that you're missing out. I mean, when you come to the place in your heart that The only hope is Jesus. And we realize that he's our Lord and Savior. And we place our faith in him. That's where really living begins, is is knowing Christ. And and so something marvelous happens when we trust Christ. We, We begin a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And God himself, in the person of the Holy Spirit, takes up residence in our hearts. And you are never alone. God is always with you. And so maybe you're tired of living for yourself. That can wear you out. Along, you know, maybe you're tired of lit, doing what the world says that you ought to do. You, you're tired of, of being alone and without Christ. And you know, the loneliest that you were, the loneliest that I was, was before I was saved. I didn't know the Lord. I was living for myself. And I was just like a cloud being blown by the wind, whatever the world said and the world dictated. And that's all I knew, living for myself and living for the world. And it wears on you. You're never satisfied. You, never, you're ne- you find yourself longing for more. And this world doesn't satisfy. And that's why some will, will turn to relationships. Or some will turn to alcohol or drugs. And, and they're, they're trying to fill a void where only Jesus can, can fill. And so it begins with salvation. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way to the Father is through the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't do it yourself. It's impossible. We need to stop striving and start believing. Start believing in Christ. It takes, a, it takes a load off of you when you place your faith in Jesus and you stay focused on Jesus and honor the Lord and talk to the God in prayer and, and obey His Word. Uh, that, that's Life is worth the living then. And you can't find that peace and joy in this world, but you can find it, and you'll only find it in the Lord Jesus Christ. But notice also... I mean it begins at salvation and we see that in uh, in verse 6 uh, therefore you have received Christ the Lord, so notice this so walk in him and then Paul talks about being rooted and built up, established in the faith, I love that we begin a walk with God, what a privilege what a joy to walk with Christ how wonderful it is I, this, it won't be long, we're we were just talking before the service about the days are getting a little bit longer. Uh, just this time last month, when we started evening service at six o'clock, it was as dark as it is now. But it's a little bit more daylight, and the days get longer. And as the days get longer, there's going to be people that's going to go down to the track down there. there you'll see more and more people walk around town, and, and and I and I always enjoy that. And you'll and you'll see you'll see ladies walking, and man, those hands are just. You think that they're air traffic controllers, man? They're just—and what are they doing? They're just talking to each other. They're talking about life, and talking about job, or talking about their families, or or just just whatever. They're just—they're talking, and they're just—they they use those hands, you know, and they're talking. And and I always enjoy observing that. And and in the same way, as believers in Christ, if we've got a relationship with the Lord through Jesus Christ, then uh, we we've begun to walk, and He's with us. You know, every step you take. We saw this morning in, in that wonderful Psalm 139. Nowhere that we can go where God's not. Especially as believers in Christ. It's not that God walks alongside of us. He is within us. And so Paul says, you know, you've trusted Christ. Now walk in Him. When I run in a, in a 5K, there's runners and there's, there's walkers. And the first goal of everyone that's participating is to finish. I mean, even if you have a, a chance to be a top finisher, I mean, you can't, you can't win if you don't finish. So that's the goal of everybody is to finish. And uh, those that, that choose to walk in the 5K are more like the Christian that, that Paul is describing here in Colossians 2. It's not a sprint. It's not. It's a marathon. It's a, it's a walk. Just every step, taking every step with the Lord. Walk in Him Paul says what a privilege to know I don't know what Monday holds for you tomorrow but I know that as a believer in Christ God's going to be with you every step of the way you walk with him Paul says walk in him that means to talk with him that means to look to him and pray that means to read the word what a wonderful glorious walk a a wonderful picture Paul gives here so that is the rooted that we're talking about being if he's my all in all then I'm rooted in Him, and i walk with Him, and I love that Him, and He walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me I'm His own. God will give you assurance. He walks with us, and, and at the moment when we when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, if that's been established in your heart, if you have that assurance tonight, as you were reminded about it begins at salvation, at the moment that that happened, your spiritual roots began to live and, and, and is there, and And those roots, that spiritual roots is founded in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so so you begin to to shoot up and you begin to grow spiritually as your roots go deep, rooted in Christ in the Word of God. Not only rooted, but deeply rooted. Notice Paul says established, which means that we are built up in Jesus and we're just continuing to walk. I'm talking about stability those that don't know the lord that don't have this walk with jesus and do, and is not rooted as, as we are in christ that they have no stability that they're not they're not established and so they're in and they're they're out and they're up and they're down and it's just a roller coaster ride but i like to be steadfast just trusting god knowing that he's with me and walking with him and that's what paul says paul says to walk in him. based on this passage it makes no sense for a Christian not to grow and mature as a Christian you know salvation is not just fire insurance I mean we're rooted in Christ that's a life-changing process he changes changes us our roots go deep I, I mean you think about that that oak tree outside there you, you know in the springtime it'll start budding and the leaves will start growing and and um, and it's amazing how different that tree's gonna look. We talked about VBS in July. It's amazing how different that tree's gonna look when we're meeting outside for VBS with the boys and girls, and it's gonna have it's gonna have the, the green leaves and it's gonna, it's gonna be healthy looking. It might even look dead right now, but we're talking about transformation. What happens? Life happens. That tree is rooted. And, and as tall as it is, that's probably how deep those roots go. There's no telling how far those roots span out from that tree across this lawn out there. And, and it's rooted. And in the same way, we have stability. I mean, that tree, I don't know how old it is. I saw a picture of this church in uh, 1964 when it was dedicated. And that was just a little bit of tree sitting out there then. But you see it now. I don't know how old it is, but it has had its its share of storms, thunderstorms and and, uh and wind and 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 I don't know if it's been struck by lightning or not, but it still stands. I remember uh there was a tornado headed straight for this church. And you remember it turned cars upside down that was in the car line. It happened around two thirty as school was letting out and uh and there was a tornado headed straight this way and so I know there was one storm High winds that was headed this way And I was picking up my son Before I was pastor of this church I was back there in the, in the loop behind the church And the rain was sideways and the wind I had no idea what was going on On this parking lot out here But that tree has stood the test of time Why? Because it's got deep roots And you and I If we know Christ, come what may We're not alone We're rooted and we're established in Christ So Jesus being our all in all Begins by trusting him And walking in him And being rooted in Him. And being established in Him. I wouldn't trade my salvation for anything in this world. And and I know that you feel the same. How wonderful it is to have a friend in Jesus. To be rooted and established in our faith. Have our spiritual roots go deep. You remember what the psalmist said about the man that meditates on the Word of God in Psalm 1? He's like a tree planted by the rivers. What's he talking about? Spiritual roots Our roots go deep and we're established in him. So, uh, Jesus being our all in all, we are rooted in Christ. But also, we are dependent on Christ. Notice with me here in verse 8. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. So there's a warning that's here. Beware. Beware. Paul says, "I mean, we're, we're saved, we're rooted, built up, and established." Verse seven says, um, "And um, and we have we have a friend in Jesus. We have spiritual roots, but then we got to beware of false teachers." Have you ever had someone share something that you knew for a fact was not true? Maybe it was something about work. Maybe it was something about a friend. Maybe it was something. I don't know, maybe it was it was it was something about politics or whatever. I, I don't know what, what it could have been. Um, I, I went on a uh, uh, east side called it Golden Gems, and we went down to Springmaid one year. and here's, here's two men that, that were sitting across from each other, and one of them had said something about a piece of property that another guy knew was not true. <laughs> and And this and this particular individual was known for kind of stretching and kind of fibbing a little bit. And, and everybody's like, oh, that's, you know, that's just them, you know. And, uh, and so, so anyway, here we are at dinner, and I, I think this guy had had enough. This guy had, was, was, uh, was claiming that this piece of property was donated by, by one of his relatives or something. And, and, and finally, uh, th- this, uh, both th- I, know, I know this individual's gone home to be with the Lord now, but finally, uh, th- this, this man said, that is just not so. <laughs> I mean, here we were eating, eating seafood down there at Merle's Inlet, having a great time, and this guy was just going on and on, and this, and, and so the other guy knew it wasn't true because he had, he had worked, uh, and, and and had been on that land, and he knew, um, uh, who had owned it and all this, and finally he knew it wasn't true. It was it was it was just not right, and so he, he finally said, "That is just not so." And so the guy kind of backtracked and stuttered a little bit and and uh, and everything, but he had had enough, um, and, and he he had set it straight. Well, uh, you know. Paul in Paul's day, there were those that were leading people away from God, saying things that were not true, and and um, you know they they were they were causing people to follow the ways of the world, and you, you know ha- have it your way, and, you know if it feels good, just go ahead and do it. Uh, the person with the most stuff wins. You know the way the world looks at things. Money will solve all problems. Whatever it is, error and truth. That you you know if if you um, you have a bunch of good deeds and it outweighs the bad then you're then you're okay you can go to heaven. I mean all the different ways that, that the world can look at different things that's just not true by the way when a loved one goes home to be with glory, like Miss Beeson she did not gain her wings folks she did not turn into an angel no she was created in the image of God and the Bible talks about how the angels look in to those that have been redeemed and Those that can sing Amazing Grace. They look into that. They've never been saved by grace. It would be a demotion for us as as believers in Christ to uh, transform into an angel. Angels were not created in the image of God. Angels, uh, Jesus didn't die for the angels. They can't sing Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. We know the third of the angels rebelled against God. There's no Amazing Grace for Lucifer and for all the demons that, that God Pushed out of heaven Because they rebelled against God But man who was created in God's image Listen tonight When we turned against God And we went our way God himself died for you and me There's not an angel that Jesus died for Oh listen There's a lot of error that's around us today And, and so Here Paul is, is talking about that Beware he, he says we are dependent On Christ And 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 notice this. Beware lest anyone cheat you of philosophy and empty deceit according to tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to who? Christ. Why? Why did Paul mention Christ? Not according to works, not according... No, not according to Christ. Anybody that leads you away from Christ, he says beware. But why is it Christ that Paul mentions? Because... We are totally dependent on Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And Paul even says, those that cheat you, that means not allowing anyone to take you captive with their thoughts and ways which are empty and will lead you away from the Lord. The the ways of the world, feelings, emotions, those kinds of things, it will take us away from, from, uh, from the Lord. Beware of that. Don't let anybody cheat you of that. It means to not let anyone deceive you By the ways of men, we depend on the Lord, not on the world, not on man's thoughts, not on man's ways, but God. We lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus. How empty a person is when their roots are only based on this world. I'm here to tell you that I've been there. We've all been there. It's a helpless place to be to live according to what man says. If that's all we've got, we've got nothing. But Jesus has set us free. And I'm so thankful for that tonight. I'm grateful that we, we place our faith in Christ. We are dependent on Christ. And just like that song says, if you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice, tell the same old lies. If you've been trying to fill the same old holes inside, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you are lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaken savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. That's what Jesus does. He changes us. He sets us free. You can't find that in the world. You can't find it in any, anybody except Christ. So we need to beware. Don't be cheated through man's philosophy, through empty deceit, the tradition of men, the basic principles of the world. Don't let that cheat you of what you have in Christ because we really are totally dependent on Christ. Now, in 2022, we really like to play a part in our salvation. We want to think that we're pretty good, that we're doing okay. The reality is that we are dead in our trespasses and sin. We are hopeless and eternally damned apart from Christ. Everything ought to point to Christ. We are totally trusting in Him and we are dependent on Christ. He, he's a better way. Trusting Jesus. Don't get cheated. There's a lot of people getting cheated today. Maybe they don't even realize it. They, they All they find is, is satisfaction in things of the world. And it's temporary. It's not going to last. Just like Jesus told those Jews this morning in John chapter 6. That manna that your forefathers ate, they ate it. But Jesus said they're dead. Right? I mean, it didn't give them everlasting life. You only find life in Jesus. We're totally dependent on Him. You can't find it in popularity and riches and fame and all the things that this world focuses on. You can't find it. Don't get cheated according to the the philosophy and empty deceit, tradition of men, the, the basic principles of the world. Don't get cheated. We are totally dependent on Christ. But lastly, as we think about Jesus being our all in all, we are changed by Christ. Can you think of someone who's physically changed? You know, I, I saw something today. Gabriel Lamon was a classmate of mine. Graduated uh, together in 1990, the mighty class of '90. And Gabriel Lamon, I remember uh, we called him Gabe. I called him Gaby baby. You know, <laughs> and um, and so uh, I saw today on Facebook he's lost 45 pounds, and obviously dieting, and and um, and, and he's physically changed. You can see, you know, the difference. And, and, uh, you know, maybe somebody's physically changed because maybe they grew a beard and, and you never would imagine seeing them with a beard or, or maybe they shaved their beard. They had it for years and, they, and they've and they shaved it or uh, whatever the case is. And, and so maybe they're, they're just different. You know, you kind of did a, a double take when you see them because there's a physical change in them. Well, when you're rooted in Christ and you rely on Christ, I want you to know tonight, He changes you and he changes you from the inside out and people will do a double take. they'll say there's something different about you and that's the way it ought to be if you know Jesus there's something different and they'll, they'll see that different we're, we're different from the world you know I'm not where I, I should be but praise God I'm not where I once was either and we're all on this spiritual journey and I pray that we'll not lag behind that we'll walk with the Savior don't get ahead of him but let's walk with him and let's talk with him Let's let our spiritual roots go deep and let's talk with God and let's pray and let's read His Word. And so there's a change. He changes us. Notice this in verses um, 9 through 15 as, as we close tonight. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Wow, what a powerful verse right there. You know what Paul is saying under inspiration of the Holy Spirit? When you see Jesus, you see God. Jesus is God. The fullness of not halfway, not three, fours, seven-eighths, but the fullness of the Godhead bodily in Him, in Christ. You can't say that about money. You can't say that about your best friend. You can't say that about popularity, material things. But in Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The, how marvelous, how wonderful it is as we think about Jesus taking on flesh and becoming one of us as we celebrated just last month. Jesus, the Incarnation God coming to this world. And in him is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And so Paul continues in verse 10, "And you are complete in him. Do you see that? Complete. We are established, totally relying, leaning on Him. And and we have everything that we need in Christ. Not only here, time in this in this earth, but for all eternity, we have everything we need. We're complete. He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete, not lacking in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. He's overall. He's in charge. He's on the throne. He's the. Uh, he's supreme. He He's mighty, and so. It's in, it's in Christ that's who we're rooted in the one who is supreme but look at verse 11 and in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead and you being dead in your trespasses. You see that? that? That was our condition before Christ. We were dead in our trespasses and, and the uncircumcision of your flesh. He has made you alive together with Him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, praise God having disarmed the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. The ways of the world are according to the prince of the air. We know that Satan's not in hell yet. Praise God, he'll be cast in that lake of fire one day by King Jesus himself. But he's not there yet. He's the prince of the air. And Satan... And all his evil demons, they strive. They don't give abundant life. They strive to steal, kill, and destroy. There's a spiritual war going on, even as I speak. Trying to snatch away the seed of the Word of God. There's a spiritual warfare that's going on. Imagine if, just for a moment, if God himself would would, uh, drop the scales from our eyes and we could see that spirit world. Jesus is in charge of it all. He's the head. He's He's Prince. He, he's overall, and everything that we need is not found in this world. Is found in the Lord Jesus, who is supreme, overall, including Satan and all his demons. Their days are numbered. Jesus is victorious. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And Satan's days are numbered. You see, everything we need. It's not that I have. I come at Satan and I make commands like I'm somebody, Satan will run me over every time. I'm no match for him, but he's no match for Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is supreme. In fact, we know that Jesus, not Satan, has the keys to death, hell, and the grave, according to Revelation. He is supreme. He's true. He's powerful. He's living. And that is who we as believers rely on and trust in. What a Savior. Praise God, what a Savior. How can it be then? That we know the Supreme King King of Kings, all-powerful, the Lord of Lords, yet He not change us. I mean, I I see in in the Word that when someone came face-to-face with Jesus, they were never the same. Think about the Apostle Paul. Never the same. He went from being opposite of Christianity and persecuting believers, and on the road to Damascus, something happened. He met Jesus. He was never the same. It ought to be the same for us. We know Jesus. There ought to be a change. It's impossible for someone to come to know Christ, to be rooted in Christ, to rely on Christ, and yet there be no change. Verses 11 through 13 assures us that change by the power of God comes from the inside out. It's not outside in where we strive and we pat ourselves on the back that we're changing. No, we rest in Him. We rely on Him. He walks with us and He talks with us. And we trust Him. We pour our heart out to Him in prayer. We have a real personal relationship with God. Prayer changes everything. Trusting and obeying God and His Word. He changes us. He grows our faith. Now, all this about circumcision, just as circumcision was an outward sign for the Jews for being God's people, Paul now writes about an inward circumcision of the heart. And that comes by faith in Christ. If you claim to know Christ, then you have a circumcision of the heart, so to speak. And he's changing you by his power. He's he's changing your heart. He's changing your mind. When we come to know Christ, Paul mentions baptism. We should have been baptized. That's an outward symbol of an inward work. In other words, and I always have this conversation with baptismal candidates. That, that water and that baptistry, that's not what saves you. That's just an outward sign. Salvation is when you place your faith in Christ. We go back to where we began um, in, in verse 6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Walk in Him. But it's only after you receive Christ Jesus the Lord. Then we take the walk. Then we walk with God. And so we're commanded to be baptized because we're identifying with Christ. And our bodies are dunked under the watery grave, if you will. And uh, our old life symbolically stays in the watery grave. But praise God, I don't leave them under the water. There's a few that I probably would like to leave under the water. But I raise them up to a new life in Christ. That's the picture. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And how we're a new creature. It's not that we're renovated remodeled. No, we're new. We're a new creation in Christ. And and baptism is an outward sign of that. We're identifying with Christ as true believers in Christ. The the working of God that we find here in this passage means that we are now part of God's glorious work. And now we are living in everlasting victory over the evil one and his ways over the penalty of sin and we have the victory by the power of Jesus and His finished work on the cross. Oh, we have the the victory through Jesus. Notice this again. I want to read this again before we look at verse 14. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. You know, the law condemned us and we stood before God condemned. But when we trusted Jesus, Jesus, The handwriting of the requirements was all uh, wiped out, Paul says, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having what? Nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. We have the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. We've been set free. There ought to be a change. A radical change in our life. And I've mentioned this before. I love that, that verse, that, that wonderful hymn. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. If you know someone that just got saved, they're, they're a new person. That doesn't mean that they just, you know, become automatically spiritually mature overnight. But they begin a walk with God. They've trusted Christ, they're walking in Him, they're rooted, they're established, and there's going to be some love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. All of that's going to become evident from the inside out. Not because they strive hard by their own efforts, but because they lean on Jesus. And they talk with God, and they walk with God, and they're being rooted, and they're being established. And we totally are dependent on Him changes us from the inside out. That's my prayer. Let's go back to a year ago. Doug mentioned a year ago. Talked about where, where we were financially and where we are now. But let's go back a year ago and then kind of compare ourselves to today. Examine our hearts and lives. Has there been a change? Are we closer to God now than we were then? Are we kind of stagnant? Are we? Think about it. As believers in Christ, we are rooted we are established and we are growing in Christ and changing in Christ. He changes us from the inside out. Maybe we're kind of lacking behind a little bit. Maybe tonight we just need to come around this altar and just say, Lord, I know I'm not where I need to be. Matter of fact, maybe I'm far from you, Lord, but I want to change that tonight. And let's trust God tonight. I want to remind you tonight, if you're a child of God, You're rooted in Christ. You're established in Christ. And all our sin that condemned us, even to hell and damnation, has been wiped out, nailed to the cross, because of the amazing grace of God. Let's talk to Him. Let's walk with Him. Maybe this week, let's walk, let's realize that we're walking with Him. Let's talk with Him, and let's grow in Christ more this week than maybe never before. Heavenly Father, God we come before you tonight and we thank you in Jesus name for all that you've done for all that you're going to do Lord we look to you and we trust in you and Lord I just thank you tonight for that establishment that we have in you We we are established and settled in you the devil would love to change that and take it away but he can't because he doesn't have power over you God we are rooted We have the victory through you. Lord, set us free. Help us tonight, Lord, to walk in you this way, to talk with you, to grow in Christ, that you might change us for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. As Donna leads us tonight, would you stand together? I encourage you to come. every head bowed and every eye closed this is just our time right now with the Lord as God speaks I pray that we would listen to Him maybe you just want to say Lord what do I need to do whatever He tells you I encourage you to do it trust Him by faith tonight you'll be glad you did so much for being here tonight and i just want to encourage you to walk in him this week. He's right there with you. Walk with him, talk with him, and he'll give you that assurance. And i pray that this week that we'll grow in Christ more than maybe any other week that we've we've grown in Christ spiritually before. Pray you have a wonderful week. Looking forward to Wednesday night. Uh, Lord willing, our students will be back. And uh seems like they've been gone for 2 months or something. I don't know. It just it's, it's just weird. Uh, it's just a different time right now. Uh, but we do pray for those that are sick and those that are quarantined and, and all of that. Uh, maybe this this winter storm that we had and kind of took our, our students out of school except for that, that half day they went. Maybe that was kind of timely to kind of help with, with stuff that was spreading or, or whatever. But uh, they, they'll be back in school um, uh, tomorrow, I believe. And so uh, so let's pray for them as they go back to school. Pray for those that are sick. And, and I hope to see you on uh, on Wednesday night for prayer meeting at 7 o'clock. And then also, men, don't forget our uh, prayer breakfast, our meeting on Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. It's going to be a great time of uh, fellowship together. Uh, Have a a wonderful week. And I want to ask Kevin, if you would, brother, would you close us in prayer tonight? God bless.